All right, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Senpai Kohai. What else rhymes with the I? I mean, I already did pies. No <laughs> lie. Podcast. I'm your host, Trey. This is my other host, Steven. What's up, guy? Uh, not much. Just uh, ready to get talking about some nerdy shit again. I thought we weren't talking about nerdy shit anymore. Oh, was it algebra this week? Yeah, we're talking math. Oh, man. Uh, I got a lot of stories from the math club back in the day for you. Oh, good? No. Okay. We're moving on to the nerdy shit. Yes, I was. I was also on academic decathlon. Uh huh. Okay. (laughs) Don't make that face. Okay. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll let that ride. I don't even know, I don't even know where to take that. <laughs> yeah, just just drop it, drop hope, it, and let's talk about some anime titties. The last <laughs> the last time I heard about a math club was Mean Girls, and those guys didn't come out okay. <laughs> oh man, that's uh, the second time we talked about Mean Girls here. I need an anime Mean Girls. I feel you like that'd you be need fun. you need to watch a different movie. Mean Girls isn't even that great. Wow, <laughs> that's a hot take. That's a hot take. Mean Girls is pretty great. Uh, but I will what? say it gave us Rachel McAdams, so I'll I'll take it. It's also a generational gap, I feel like. Mm. You had Clueless. I had Mean Girls. That's a fair point. I never even thought of it that way, but absolutely that's a that's a solid point. So I, I guess don't, yeah. I don't know what this new generation has. Uh they, they <sighs> I think they still rely on Mean Girls just because it's <laughs> it's almost relatable. But it's it's just not modern. There, there's no yeah. modern parallel to it at the moment. Anyway, so on the Senpai Kohai <laughs> podcast, we do talk about anime uh, and video games, but primarily anime, not just Mean Girls. I can save that for another episode. That I can do that one solo. <laughs> um, <laughs> just a, like a 30-minute monologue about Mean Girls. Why, why stop at 30? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so we normally start this up, Stephen, with a game. Oh, boy. A little, Here a, we are. A little game. And so this week's game is anime weapons. And oh boy! Okay, it may not be too bad. I, I'm. I think some of these are kind of. Uh, yeah, I really don't know. So we're yeah. <laughs> we're gonna see the first one is called Dragon Slayer. Dragon Slayer. Mm-hmm. Wait, isn't that uh, the Berserk Sword? Damn. Yep, it is. It is. Yeah. See, like, you got I, it. Well, it's just it's always such an, an odd name because. It, he fights demons primarily, so it's it's always fight, an inch. he doesn't fight dragons. Not that I recall, but I'm about to reread the whole series again uh, here soon. I'm waiting for my deluxe editions to come in of the manga. So, did you get the leatherbound ones or those special yes. edition right stuff? Yes, they're, they're like freaking like thirty eight dollars a piece. Totes. But I gotta I gotta say this deluxe edition manga that's like in nice hardbound like quality releases. Is on like at first I was like, oh, that's not authentic. Like when I was younger, I was just like, that's not authentic. I don't want to get that. And I have them now. I'm like, this is a solid purchase. These are great. I have a the 25th anniversary Magic Knight Ray Earth, like like full size, like book hard book sized uh, manga volumes in the two box sets, and it's amazing. It's like my favorite way to read manga now. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I. I think I just need physical manga really is mm-hmm. my thing. Like I, I've read the most out of Shaman King and that's, I, I haven't read that much manga in a while. I had the shot, uh, Shonen jump app for a while. I did their little monthly subscription thing for like $2, but I never got far. And 
I think I just found a bunch of manga that were all in the same vein or same genre mm-hmm. where it was main dude turns into monster fights baddies. And I was like, this is, it was just what was hot then. It was, that was when Chainsaw Man came out, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chainsaw Man, there was Kaiju number eight. That was big then. Um, and something else that Shonen Jump just kept promoting. I mean, uh, not shitting on them. They were really cool. I liked reading them. Um, but it just bored me out on them. Anyway, I got four other of these weapons for you. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna see. I was waiting to see how far down the rabbit hole you go. It was gonna be bad. It was gonna be bad. I had to read. I looked at my little word doc here, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's right." <laughs> so next up is scissor blades. Scissor blades. Scissor blades. Okay. Well, these I'm... started off as two separate ones. Oh uh, shit! Isn't this a kill a kill? It is. It is. Yeah, it's uh, when the when the two characters combine their weapons, right? Mm-hmm. Or no? But that's just no. what they're called individually. Yeah, too. yeah. And then it becomes a scissor blade, I think. Yeah, I don't it's, remember. It's it's a whole part of the plot, it's so I kind of don't want to say more details than I have to. I, um, it came out like ten years ago. If you didn't watch look, Kill la Kill, Kill by la now, Kill is fantastic. Not, it, no, it is. But if you've passed Kill la Kill on a menu and you didn't decide to watch it. You're not going to at this point. No, absolutely. You're, like if if you're listening to this right now and listening to Trey's advice, he's wrong. If you see it, just watch it. You should absolutely fantastic. But you know, you know how you click over something and you see the, you see like a, a snippet of the show, sort of a teaser trailer. And really, if what you see doesn't grab you from Kill la Kill, then you're not going to watch it yet. You're you're, mm. you're not ready. It's not it's, ready. <laughs> you're, you're not. It's God. Your culture it's, level is too low. I rewatched it when uh, I bought the game, the Kill I Kill If game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that disappointment of a gym. Um, but <laughs> I, I did. It goes on sale for like ten bucks now, I, as it should uh, for free. I'm sure it'll be monthly on one of the free monthly ones. Um, but I did really enjoy watching the anime again. I was like, oh, I forgot this happened, and then yeah, I actually watching, bought the. I actually bought the really expensive Aniplex box set because I love Kill a Kill so much. So. Yeah, as you should. Next up, Wolfwood Punisher. Wolfwood Punisher. Okay, um, before that, I also want to say with the scissor blade thing, made me think of Mysterious Girlfriend X because she uses scissors, but I was like, that's not the answer. Uh, Wolfwood mm. Punisher is uh, probably Trigun. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Dude, you're killing it. You you thought you wouldn't be good at this, but you're killing it. It's been it. a long time since I watched Trigun. I own it. I should pull that back out and watch it. This is a fantastic show. I think uh, I think my brother watched it and really liked it, and I think Rob is working on watching it at some point. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you not watched it? No, I've meant to. I've heard. I don't. I don't think it's near as long as I thought it was. No, I thought it was like a hundred episodes. No, it's like twenty six episodes in a yeah, movie. Yeah, it's and not even bad. It's absolutely a show that's in your wheelhouse. Goofy main character, guns, like kind of Western, like hijinks. It's the right amount of progress. Like, I mean, this the show starts at like a good solid four or five and quickly by the end shoots up to like high drama, like nine area. I like that. That's good. That's good. For yeah. Me. There, there is moments of tears, moments of hilarity. It's, it's everything. Hmm. Yeah. I need to, I need to add that to the queue. Um, next up is Death Scythe. Death Scythe. Mm-hmm. All right, is this a, a sorry? I I went Gundam Wing, but we're just talking about is actually the weapon, or in this case of uh, Soul Eater, where the weapons are also essentially sentient and can turn into humans. Mm. 
Well, you got me. I uh, I haven't seen Soul Eater, so yeah, yeah. How, how have you not seen some of the biggest series like in the fandom? Because I was too busy watching Naruto. <laughs> you were too busy watching High, High School of the Dead. A few times, a few times. Uh, right, I don't it's blame. The path of the degenerate. It's uh, <laughs> it is what it is. You need to watch that. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's not them. fair. That's not fair. The anime is decent. But it's different from the manga at a certain point, and the manga is better. The mm. anime ending is a, like if you don't if you don't read the manga first and just watch the anime, it's a solid it's a solid solid watch. I I remember it was really popular whenever I think Netflix was getting bigger and bigger mm-hmm. on the digital stream, Steam yeah. stream whatever, um, and it just kept popping up like it was just one of their few that just kept showing in circulation. Um, but I just never got around to it. It just didn't have uh an appeal like i guess bleach or naruto or shonen's did <laughs> oh it's better it, the level of comedy the the art style even better it has a tm revolution opening song so yeah it's a it's a banger okay okay final one final weapon okay. buster marm sword buster marm mm-hmm I don't know what it is either. I just saw it from an anime. I, I <laughs> every time I look these up, I go, "Hmm, what am I gonna get him with this freak?" I like the throwing the marm in there is kind of throwing me off because I'm like Cloud, but that's Final Fantasy VII and not an anime. I mean, I guess Advent Children could be considered an anime, even though it's CG. Uh, I uh, I'll give you a hint. Uh, these people form guilds. And uh, have... is it from Fairy Tale? It is. It is. Do you... okay. Uh, I'm trying to remember the character in this case. On. I uh, I think I can look it up. Yes. Excuse my clicking. If you can hear that, I'm gonna try to find out clicking. what this Buster Marm is. The Voltron. Ooh, man. <laughs> a lot of good. Uh, a lot of good choices here. Yeah, Voltron's a fantastic series. I, I think it's original name is Golion. Oh, that's not cool. What? The original name of the yeah, series? Yeah, Golion, that's lame. Oh man, there's there's a whole bunch of uh combining mech shows from back then that are fantastic. Uh, it's one of the reasons I love Gurren Lagan so much because it's essentially from the beginning all the way to the end is a love letter letter to like every decade and genre of mecha anime. Combiners and uh you know, kind of like uh, you know the sheer willpower, like the yeah. power of friendship, winning through. There's like the more like techie stuff later on. It's like I don't know. It's it's a lot of fun. And then and then there's like this. They get into like the space battleship kind of things going on in the later part of the series. And yeah, you know, very reminiscent of Gundam. And uh, yeah, I'm a huge fan. So the Buster Arm Sword is a magical sword that is roughly four times the size of the person wielding it. The sword is comically giant, but that also makes it incredibly deadly due to its size and sharp deadly edge or double edged blade. The Buster Marm is able to easily cut through the earth with little to no effort put behind it, and it can also easily cut through iron. It doesn't say who wields it. I'm looking at a guy who uh, who looks like a Pegasus, sort of. He looks like uh, he has wings, a yellow coat. Does this ring any bells? 
Sounds kind of no. I don't know. You'll have to okay. show it to me later. I don't I'll, like. I'll do I, I've lost interest at this point. <laughs> I, okay. I just want to make sure I'm not spreading fiction out here. You know, is is the Buster Marm is the like if real? if you are, we'll just we'll put it in a correction next time. We'll be like, hey, just so everyone knows, Trey was wrong again. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. I'll edit that out. <laughs> I'll edit it. <laughs> so, apart from uh, these these goofy games, Stephen, what are you watching? I know, uh, I know we're both on, or actually not anymore, since you finished the grand entrance today of Shaman King. Yes, Shaman King 2021's uh, first part was released on Netflix, and I somehow managed to get myself a Monday off, and I decided instead of being responsible or productive in any way in my apartment, I would uh, sit down and watch all 13 episodes in one go. And boy, oh boy, was I not disappointed. And, you know, the thing is, is this is this is old world shonen? This is like uh, late '90s, early 2000s shonen uh, that when he was making this, um, and for he expressed interest in making a reboot of the the series because the original series in 2001 uh, diverged at a certain point story wise because he wasn't done with the series yet, so it was kind of an original ending, kind of like the first series of Full Metal Alchemist, and uh, so he had he had kind of mentioned that he'd be interested in doing a reboot and. Apparently, he had already had an offer earlier. Like, I think it was like 2017 or something like that. Yeah. But he wanted to bring back the original cast members and uh, in other uh, parts of the show um, that, you know, came from the first adaptation. And the, the his first offer, they didn't want to do that. They wanted all new talent and everything in there. And he so he was like, nah, I'll wait. And uh, so that's how we ended up getting to the point where we are now. But that's, that's the thing. This is still ultimately like older shonen and he brought back a lot of the voice act original voice actors from the first adaptation and i believe even the english voice actors were brought back from the earlier adaptation as well so whether you're watching it in the dub or the sub you're gonna you're gonna hear people you've heard before and i think that's a really cool fact and then there is like the opening the opening like shows you a bunch of the characters and so technically it's kind of a spoiler but that's how anime openings were back then it's like they wanted to showcase all the characters in the show so a lot of times they all put them like right in the opening so you, if you had any kind of like deductive reasoning you could figure out some stuff from the opening um in that same vein there is also a very 90s opening song sung by megumi hayashibara who is also the voice of anna and they brought her back and they even let they basically made a song like that's in the style of back then Uh, like if you listen to it i think it's called soul salvation or something like that it's it's very reminiscent of earlier anime which made my little old ass excited i was i was like yes let's do this and uh i think the ending song is actually megumi hayashibara too though it sounds like her uh vocaloid character singing either that or they got her to like they like you know kind of like edit it down to be a little bit different sounding from the opening song. Um, but man, what, where do I start? The animation is really solid. Um, they, and they, it's still clearly made in an older style. Like they reuse some frames, kind of like older things. Um, but this is still digital art. Uh, they've really cut out a lot of the chaff. Like, uh, in the old series, there, there are certain story beats that would take two episodes, maybe three episodes they cut out a lot of the extra stuff. It's, it's very, there's a lot of content to cover in 52 episodes. Cause I mean, it's the entire series they are animating. So some of the early episodes in the original run, it kind of went a little long. And in this version, they, they cut out a lot of the, like, you know, 
longer cuts of like scenery and things that you saw in the in the first series and just really get it down to brass tacks um they cover like i think i think they cover what was like probably a third of the last run in like 12 episodes so it's a it's it's really well done it's not bad or anything the voice acting is fantastic the action is is pretty good too but the story is really about like classic shonen stuff you know you got yo who's uh your protagonist and he learns and advances by fighting different uh enemies and then he makes friends along the way and they form their own little team and then you know you start finding out some bad guys and and kind of leveling up from there it's it's very shonen and uh i love it it's it it scratches my old anime itch but with a newer newer kind of style and sheen on it yeah no it's great i i was very nostalgic watching the first episode i, I mean i didn't even watch it but it's it's very childhood inducing or nostalgia mm-hmm. inducing i guess is a better way to put it but yeah the opening was really really exciting uh, i mean i didn't even know everyone that was going through <laughs> yeah but because you know it's just so much to take in at once oh but yeah it, it was very insane just everything moving around and you get to see everyone it was super cool and it was it was funny reading or so i was reading uh shaman king for a bit um i need to go back and finish the first omnibus i have but they covered a lot of chapters in the first episode. Like I, I want to say like the first major arc got covered in the first episode, um, which I mean, I didn't have a problem with. It was really cool. Um, I liked how they did it better than they did Digimon when they rebooted that. And they just recapped a whole movie almost in an episode or two. Oh, yeah, that's right. We talked about that. And I thought this was a little bit more respectful because you could, I don't know, work with the material better. I don't know. It was weird. But I really enjoyed it overall. I was really excited to get to the next episode. And I, Since I was reading it, I liked seeing Manta because uh, Manta has these insane faces that he makes whenever he's like, oh, yeah. shocked or upset. And they actually just use the ones from the manga, like whenever he gets caught in the... Uh, caught in the graveyard and the long haired guy's like oh you're the one that's been here digging by the graves or whatever and he's like oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the faces on Monta and his reactions are fantastic uh Monta is actually low-key the main character of this series yeah <laughs> like he, like he, really he was is. there but Monta's the main guy he's the narrative pusher but it yo is the one you're backing but it, you're you're living this through Monta <laughs> It's so absolutely so great. I'm excited to get through the rest of it here in the uh, probably by the end of the week. I'm looking to get uh, get through watching it. Um, they I'm do also- mix in. Uh, sorry, real quick. The little last thing is they do mix in later story beats earlier in the series um, to kind of keep you going. Like that was kind of one of the things about the original run was uh, some of the actual like main story plot beats didn't come until way later. And it's like it would have been nice to know ahead of time to kind of like have a little more context and they did that with this one. So uh, it's a solid watch for anybody and it's, it's paced at the right is paced perfectly. Yeah. Like the very first opening scene um, was not the, what I read in the book mm-hmm. and I was like, Whoa, what's going yes. on? A spoiler alert. I, I don't know what's going on. No. I guess <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it gives, it gives the, uh, the series a little more like a uh, heft, uh, like an overarching story beat. To mm-hmm. kind of look forward to, because like if you you've read the manga, when the manga and even the old original anime started out, it seemed kind of episodic and and minor, and then it, it tried to do this big epic plot moment later, 
and so it was kind of it was kind of jarring um and i think they just tried to like piece in information so it sets a pace for the show and it's it's really good uh, it's solid work absolute great direction yeah i agree um i'm also watching kanan right now um from pa works made by type moon i believe is what we said the other day yeah uh the scenario is written by two uh, two type moon writers uh, for oh, get this originally for uh, four twenty eight Shibuya Scramble. Yeah, that's you said that was a Wii game, right? And yeah, it just, it's a it's visual just, novel with like I, yeah, it's it's kind of wild. Like like hit up Wikipedia about uh, 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 I, I always said it Kanan. Is it Kanan? So I, I, I thought know. it was Kanan, but. The I mean, I'm watching the dub because I got to watch the baby, too. But Mm -hmm. the the girl, Maria Osakawa or whatever, says uh, Kanan every time. And I was like, I don't feel like you're saying that right. But whatever, I'll I'll take it. (laughs) Fine. uh, Yeah, let's let's roll with it. It doesn't it really doesn't matter in the long run. I mean, some people like I remember whenever people uh, when I was younger, people would call it manga Mm -hmm. um, instead of manga. And I, I think I think I used to get kind of like a little upset about it. But like, that's not the way it's pronounced. And then I realized that really doesn't matter. It's like you get the message across. Say it however you want. Yeah. I'm gonna, like, we're going to butcher some Japanese names in this show. I guarantee it. And like, we're not the first people to do that sort of thing. So, no. hey, let's roll with it. Let's just we know what we're talking about. And uh, but yeah, you should check out like the Wikipedia article on that. And they talk about uh, 428 Shibuya Scramble and like how this was an anime adaptation of that specific scenario from the game. And uh, it's actually made me want to play 428 Shibuya Scramble. Um, Mm. it's a visual novel i know that scares you yeah it's a very intimidating (laughs) like if if there's anything i'm going to finish it's going to be dark souls before i finish wow visual novel oh if it's not ai the insomnia files i'll finish that but look i actually i want to start that it's on my it's on my nightstand as like the next one once i finish one of these long ass jrpgs i had to wrap up um but fuck man uh would you finish hollow knight before you play a visual novel again no i would never finish hollow knight no i'll, fi- I'll <laughs> so i'll finish dark souls then a visual novel and then hollow knight in that order. wow wow because i i think i think least, the more people suggest a game to you the more you hate it that i am very very what opposing to suggestion <laughs> not not entirely but if i hear something like more than five times i'm not gonna do it like uh Oh, you're one of those kids. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, hey man, you should definitely play solitaire on the on the computer. It's like, oh, I'll check that out. You should play solitaire on the computer. I said I would check it out, <laughs> and then it happens again. It's like I'm not playing that. Nope, it's too late. I'm pushing. I'm pushing now. You're such a unique creature. I want you to know that. <laughs> uh, I, I but I bet it. you're susceptible susceptible to reverse psychology. I could be. I, I have no doubt in my mind it's it hasn't been used on me or that it has been used on me to to gain it willfully. You know, oh, yeah. I, bet I, I bet I could trick him. And all, all, you, all you really have to do is play on something easy. You, you, you just got to find the conversational loophole and you could have me. <laughs> it's just a fit. Yeah, we could just try to talk time with you and you'll just get confused. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I, I guess I am playing Final Fantasy six. I guess it's yep. already January. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Uh, you watching anything else? Uh, like, how, how do you like Kanan? Like, it, it, what is it exactly? So it's these. It, it's a, a story about these three girls, two of which are assassins, and one is a reporter. And the reporter, 
and her partner are chasing the assassins. And the assassins have just been chasing each other all over the world, uh, either working for or with a organization called Snake. I'm kind of not really understanding what's going on there. And there's also this side plot with a ghost village where there's a lot of experimentation going on. Um, and it, it all connects somehow. But really, I, I I would describe it as a rogue X-Men anime where hmm. these two girls are that have this thing called synesthesia that gives them extra abilities where Kanan, all of her five senses don't just work regularly, but they also work in tangent tandem together. Oh, really? Uh, mm-hmm. So she can see things or feel things, hear things a whole lot better than most other people. And it causes her to have these amazing reflexes, which makes her a really good assassin. And then there's this other girl that's chasing her. And I don't really know what her deal is, but they also run across another girl that has this, super mutation thing and she just has two appendixes and she's useless and so you never know what's (laughs) you never know what's gonna happen next uh but i'm kind of intrigued just to see where it's gonna go because i i don't know i started watching this when i first started getting into anime i just found it somewhere i was like okay i guess i'll watch this and i don't think i finished it i don't remember but I'm I'm willing to try it again just to knock it off the block and off the memory. But we'll see. I'll, I'll have an update next week if I don't just binge Shaman King and finish it in time. Are you watching anything else? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Shaman King was my, my binge series today. Like I, I watched it all today. Actually, um, hang on. Are you watching The Detective is Already Dead? Yes, I am. <sighs> <laughs> I'm not talking about the detective is already oh, dead. Oh no! Are you ta- are are you going to bring up a rumor goon? <laughs> no, I'm not actually because okay. I they haven't. I I watched episode 17 and I was like, you know, I'll hold on to this. I'll hold on to this. I'll wait till the the current arc is finished and then I'll talk about it again. I hmm. I'll save everybody uh, the pain of listening to me gush over a rumor goon again. Uh, but I did watch the movie uh, Words Bubble Up Like Soda Pop on Netflix and it's a it's an anime movie it's a it's 90 minutes it's like 90 minutes and it's just a sweet kind of summer romance anime like it's the main guy is a it's just a boy who's like really loves haiku and he's really shy so it's kind of like how he communicates and then the other main character is a girl who's kind of social and bubbly but she has buck teeth and embraces and she's a she's very self conscious of showing them, and they kind of it kind of shows how they meet and interact, and and you know slowly come to like each other. Um, I wouldn't say it's a, it's an extremely deep romance series, but God, the the colors in this anime are amazing. It's like watching a rainbow just take shape on the screen at all times. All the characters are really charming. Um, it actually has a. Uh, so the main character works at a uh, elder care place in a mall in kind of a like a rural town. And I thought that was really cool because there's very few cases where they show in series or movies uh, like some of the elder care facilities and like how it's really handled. And it's 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 a cool setup. Like everybody in this town knows this mall. It's this huge mall uh, that everybody either like works at or spends time at because it's, you know, in a rural area. And like the girl live streams with her sisters and stuff like that. And everybody kind of knows each other. And it's just a, it's a, it's a well-paced 
cute little romance with some you know underlying story beats uh uh about love and it, it's nothing complex it, it's just really fun uh the music is really good um and it has the right kind of beats of like here's a sad moment here's a happy moment um the characters don't become annoying if they, they don't stay around for too long it's it's a really well-paced movie um i can easily recommend it uh to everyone it's and it's not overly serious, so that makes it also enjoyable. I I can start like a cool glass of lemonade on a hot day. That's how I describe this movie, and it's uh I recommend it highly. Um, I watched that today too. I apparently just decided to watch all the anime today, um, but I also needed wow. something to talk about besides Rumakun and the detective is already dead. Um, which uh man, I I'm gonna I'm gonna get through the detective is already dead, but I'm really I've really thought about dropping it. Uh, but I think I'm going to push through anyways, kind of like you with a uh, Canaan. It's like, it's like, you're like, I don't know where this is going or how it's going to get there, but I'm going to watch it anyways. And that's, that's kind of where I land. Um, I also started the new Higurashi and uh, I'm digging it so far. The Higurashi reboot is, is a, so- it's solidly animated. And I, have you ever seen it's, some of the animation from the original? No. So I, I, I've avoided it because I, I just want to be exposed. I've actually wanted a really good horror anime and I, I've watched a few and I mean, it, it's okay. Like the, the worst one I've seen is blood sea, but mm-hmm. nothing like scares me. And really blood sea wasn't even scary. It was just insane, grotesque. Like, I, I don't know, but I've heard Higurashi, like when they cry, is that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Higurashi? Absolutely. Yeah. I've heard that one's horrifying. And like, I'm excited for it. It's oh. it is a solid horror series. Like the original was creepy enough, even with its uh, not so great animation moments. Um, like I remember being like really into that. I mean, like what the hell is happening on this show? Because it 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 bounces from like one tone to the other really quickly, and it's very jarring and scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the new one is got much better animation. I just started it earlier. So I've only watched like, the first episode, so um, I'm reserving a little more judgment as I get a little further. But I, I we're kind of creeping up on October, so I wanted something a little scary. And I, I had heard that this, you know, most of it's out at this point. Yeah. So I feel a little bit better watching it so I don't have to wait every week. Um, I'm also excited about another kind of like horror-themed series, but it's a little funny and kind of cute at the same time. Is Have you ever heard of, uh, was it Miruko-chan? Miyaroku-san. It's uh, basically about this uh, schoolgirl who's who's uh, haunted by uh, like really creepily drawn ghosts and and her everyday life, and it ends up being sometimes like some wholesome shit. But it's got this like really terrifying like creatures in it. No, that's uh, nice. I haven't heard. Yeah, of that. I will have to show you some some images from it, and you'll be like, "What the fuck?" But then, like, if you read the chapter, it's actually you know, pretty decent. It's, it's a solid, solid read. And they, they're making an anime for it. Uh, I think in the next season. So, you there's know, right, a, right in time for Halloween, there's an anime. Me and my wife started one time. Uh, I don't think we finished it. I, I can't remember if we did, but it's one where the girl, like the description of the anime is that there's this girl that looks like the girl from the ring. And oh, it's yeah. her trying to date this boy. I, I guess like a, she's all that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, no, except for it was a genuine, like, I think he liked her. They mm-hmm. He tolerated her to liking her. 
And it was just funny because every time she showed up, it was just ghastly and just like kind of, hey, guys. <laughs> and it was oh, yeah, that's really uh, that's Kimi no Todake. Maybe. I, I don't remember. I'll look it up. But you, yeah. Kimi no to Say it one more time. It's Kimi no Todake. Okay. It's a... Uh, she, they end up giving her a makeover, if I recall correctly, and she learns to kind of like socialize, and she ends up being this like beautiful girl. Um, also, uh, what was the name? There was a series called The Wallflower back in the day, and that was a, a similar thing. It was this rich family uh, has a daughter that like oh yeah, and they bring in the four guys to kind of like give her a makeover and. I guess fall in love with her or something like that. I don't I don't remember all the details. The dub for that is so so offensive. And really? not, not like a content way, but like it's it's just so horribly dubbed. Like it's it's very funny. There we, there's some bad ones out there. We tried watching it because we were just in in the middle of one of our anime, me and my wife. And uh we saw the wallflower and we thought, oh that looks funny, maybe. Sure enough, it wasn't funny for the right reasons, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, it was it was good. We we got maybe two or three episodes in, and we we're like, we can't handle this anymore. Let's let's find something else. <laughs> yeah, I remember that being a big a big show for a while. Um, it's it's now fallen out of favor. I think uh, that was that was one of those shows that kind of came after uh, Boys Over Flowers, which was like a like huge hit uh, back in the day. And mm-hmm. uh, same concept, like one girl, like four really attractive guys. Um, whatever the I forgot exactly what the uh, caveat was for her being around them all the time. Uh, but they made I think they made a TV, a live action TV series, a live action movie, maybe multiple. Um, I know there was an anime series. There's a lot of it. It was a huge hit for like shoujo. Uh, like if you if you look up like iconic shoujo series, Boys Over Flowers is pretty much always mentioned. Hmm. So we just added a bunch of shojos to our watch list for Ooh. after whatever we watch after Yuna. I, she just gave me a bunch of names and I looked them all up on Verve and most of them were there. And so uh, some of them looked funny and some of them looked romantic. And so yeah. I'll, I'll deal with that. I, I like a good romance as long as the romance progresses. Like in Maid Sama, I really liked Maid Sama. Maid Sama was a solid, a solid anime adaptation. The manga dragged a little bit longer than I would have liked uh, towards the end, mm-hmm. but the anime really is such a great experience. Um, I know it's a, on a lot of people's top lists, um, and with all right to be like they really did a great job of, you know, adapting that to anime and kind of hitting the good points of the series with, and losing all the extra. Yeah. Um, but I mean, when you when you're writing a like a weekly series like that, uh, I imagine you know there's a lot of extra stuff you can throw in, and and you want it to go on as long as possible. You don't want to end your story after like 20 chapters. And you're like, well, thanks for that weekly serialization. It was a good six months. I had fun. You know, like no, these people are they're trying to make money too. So they they sometimes they have some extra chapters that aren't really you know conducive to the plot. I always love it when people get mad about. Uh, about the progress of a couple in a series, a very popular series at that. Cause it's like, what do you want? You want this thing to end in like 40 chapters and be like, that was a great story. I'm so glad it's over. That moment was perfect at the right pace. Now, no, like, like Comey can't communicate, uh, communicate is one of my favorite series. And I, a lot of times when I'm in the comments, I see people like complaining about the progress of the, like what is essentially the main couple. 
And they're completely missing the point of the series. The series is absolutely comedy before it's anything else. Mm-hmm. And it does that so well. And we're talking about visual comedy in a manga as well as actual like verbal jokes. And it's such a it's such a great series. And it's it's always such a bummer that people kind of like don't really think that hard on it. I mean, not everybody, of course. I'm not generalizing here, but I have seen more than I expected complaining that it doesn't move fast enough and i'm i just kind of always like like this series is comedy gold and it's going strong at 300 chapters like did you want it to end at 100 i don't know uh, but then again uh, my experience in comment sections of most places is that there's a lot of uh not so great comments that's fair <laughs> the, there's uh i think we've talked about it here before um uh, but one series we watched that i feel like i i either missed the point or it, I just didn't really understand what was going on was Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun. Oh, yeah. And it was just awful. Like, I, it was fun watching everyone come in and their their side stories to introduce characters and relationships that never happened, that never flourished. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know if that was just the point to just, hey, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? And just tease you. But we uh, once we got to that final episode and we were in that last stretch of, like, 10 minutes and we realized... This ain't going nowhere. No one's getting in a relationship. There, there's yeah. not enough time left for all these couples to end up. And maybe there was supposed to be a season two. Maybe there was supposed to be more. But I don't know. It, it wasn't it, Chief. Not for that. First I don't season. know. I don't know. Like I don't know if the manga is still going or whatever the case is. Um, but I've heard that from a lot of people about the Nozaki anime is uh, it's just the fact that it was really disappointing that it kind of ended with nothing happening. Because it did apparently it did a great job of kind of getting people like and like in, building that anticipation yeah. for a payoff, only for it to just be like, all right, see you next time, guys. Whenever you know, yeah. and it, it might be a case of the manga still going. I I actually don't read the manga or nor have I watched the anime. So in a rare case of a popular series, I don't know anything about. Yeah, I can't recommend it. Um... I mean, if I do, it's only like the first six episodes. Getting everyone introduced is like fun. That it's a fun cast, but just nothing's going on. See, or in the end, knowing knowing how it ends, nothing happened. My disappointing shoujo series is actually one that's apparently still insanely popular. And uh, in Dragon Ball? I, no, is it? Oh, <laughs> it's not Dragon Ball. It's no. not Dragon. Actually, it's not Goku and Piccolo's arm oh oh no oh yeah no it's it's definitely not that that energy Mm. um (laughs) it's a horimiya that series is beloved and the i i like i stand by what i said before about horimiya is it's got some moments but it desperately wants to be sura children and it's just not like it's kind of weird because it kind of Spends a lot of time at one point and then rushes a lot right towards the end of the series. And it's like, I went, I went and found the web comic and I kind of felt the same way. Like it, even as it was starting to wrap up the web comic, it was the same thing. It's like, okay, hold on. We have a lot of like loose threads. Let's go tie them all up in about like 10 to 12 chapters. And I'm, it was just, I don't know. It d- disappointed me. I mean, there's, like I said, there's definitely some funny moments in that series and it's got some great art. Um, I like the main couple. Uh, the main lead, the female lead is fantastic. I like her attitude and just how she goes about things, even with her weird, like, uh, 
essentially like a abuse fetish her weird yeah um, her weird kink it was uh yeah it was real weird <laughs> yeah i won't lie it was kind of a funny moment when i saw it but i was like that's a very odd exchange in an anime but hey more power to you but i just i don't know like it was the idea that there's all these different people that come together as couples or maybe they don't come together as couples they they're just interacting and i like like i said Suradure children did it better with also I think better comedy and better drama. So I agree. So yeah, we watched Surrey children before we watched Hori, Horiya, Horiyama, Horiyama. We call it Horimiya. 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 Yeah. Why, where did I get Horiyama from? I call it Horiyama and it's wrong. <laughs> You're it's, wrong. It's, a, it's not how it says. You tricked me. The thing is, I called it Horiyama so much. I mean, my wife would come home every week and be like, Oh yeah, let's watch a new episode of Horiyama. And then finally, we actually looked at what it said. It's like Horamia. <laughs> and it was so wrong. Like, it's it's so bad because you hit me with that damn uh, duck season, wabbit season, duck season, wabbit yeah. season moment. And I ended up saying it wrong, too. So ah. we we really liked it up to that that ending point. Or not even that, the last couple of episodes. We really just lost interest in, like, episode eight or nine. We were done. We checked out the anime. And... We just felt like it wasn't going anywhere with the main couple, which is who we were invested in for mm-hmm. uh, the H anime. I, I can't say it the right way. I'm sorry. Hard. <laughs> You're not going to say I, it at all I, anymore? I, I can't. <laughs> no. Um, but we really liked watching them build up to be somebody. But after they said, I love you, like we were done, we, we got what we needed. And then it got to that scene at the end where they were supposed to like be together forever or whatever. And it was just them leaving high school. And it felt like, you know, there, there should have been more. And then, you know, all the loose threads getting like shoved into the shoe. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, we, we really didn't like that. Especially yeah. on the side time we got with the green haired family. And <laughs> I I was like, I just want more of Hori and Yama. I just, I don't care about their friends. I'm here for them. I didn't watch Dragon Ball for Krillin. I'm here for these guys. <laughs> I love that you messed it up even when you separated the two parts of the word. I can't. I I don't remember how to say it. You said Hori and Yama, and it's Hori and Mia. Oh, my God. Oh, Hori and Mia. Hori and Mia. Yeah, I'm going to try to forget it just because I I don't need to talk about this anime. But it's disappointing. Like it's a like shoujo is such a great genre. There's so much good, good content there, but there's a lot of not so good content um we get in like one of the tropes in in a lot of shoujo is like almost like abusive relationships that you know kind of like the guy's a jerk like a real jerk and she comes to like him anyways um my my favorite example of this is a series i think if i uh i think the name of the author was miki ihara uh the series is called hot gimmick and it's about this kind of like uh kind of like this cute but kind of wussy girl and she grew up in this apartment complex with, uh and it's like it's a corporate apartment complex so like the ceo's family lives in it and all the way down to you know everybody in the company it's a it's a system that's like older now like i don't think they do that anymore uh don't quote me i don't live in japan or work in japan but that's the setup is like so you have the ceo's son ryuji who knew this girl when she was a kid and her sister there's another kid uh named oscar and he was he was like the good the good little boy and you know her first crush when she was younger and uh 
she ends up messing something up and becomes Ryuji, the uh, CEO's son's slave, essentially. And he proceeds to be rude, nice to her. Like he treats her like property, berates her on a regular basis. But whenever somebody is like trying to mess with her and stuff like that, he interrupts and, you know, comes to her rescue while also being a jerk at the same time. And she, uh, and so the story goes on. There's all kinds of other dramatic shit. Um, absolutely crazy dramatic shit, as a matter of fact. But in the end, she ends up choosing the the CEO's son, Ryuji. And even though he was a big jerk, he turned out to be a nice guy in the end, I guess. Or at least somebody she can tolerate. Like, it, I don't know. It's like it's another one of those cases that, that I, like, man, this feels like Stockholm Syndrome. Does um, he not change over the show? I mean, I think he's quieter than he is at the beginning, but he's still kind of a little bit of a like like thorny jerk. Yeah, I think he just doesn't know how to talk to people. Is what they covered in the story, uh, like, and he's you know had a very overbearing like upbringing, so he doesn't necessarily know how to interact the the, the way normal people do. But there's there's some other like drama in there. But this series is also the source of one of my favorite shoujo uh, storylines, and that is. Uh, so one of the characters in the story, arm. huh? Is it Goku and Piccolo's arm? No, it's not Goku and Piccolo's arm. Okay, all right. Sorry. I like I know it's going to disappoint you when I tell you this story because it's not Goku and Piccolo's arm. <laughs> <laughs> it, it absolutely will. So just go ahead and ruin whatever. It. Anyways, one of the characters in the story is like the best friend of um, Ryuji, and he's like this kind of like nerdy kid he's a he's a nerdy kid he's like an otaku he likes you know nerdy shit and of course like in yeah he's a fucking dork uh but apparently his sister is really into fashion so he dresses really nicely so he kind of like pseudo fits in that's the explanation for it but the the main girl's sister is kind of a little bit of a slut and uh you know is like the popular girl in her class and everything and she ends up kind of getting saved by the nerdy kid by act uh, like by well he saves her but he doesn't really care he's just like all right anyway I'm just moving on and she kind of starts to be a little smitten with him and it's actually really interestingly written to the point where he's not like diehard otaku like really socially inept kind of thing he's just kind of shy and he likes nerdy stuff and he gets excited about nerdy stuff but he's you know pretty normal looking especially in shoujo he looks like a and he, though they describe him as like the nerd and kind of like not the attractive one he's still drawn really attractively mm-hmm. so and the the little sister ends up becoming interested in him and actually like kind of starts to learn about who he is what he likes and and that there's more than what everybody tells her about him and so she starts hanging out with him and she kind of makes some changes of her own in her own lifestyle and becomes a little bit less uh, what's it, impulsive and and reckless in her behavior because she almost gets into some tough spots. And so, and he ends up coming to like her and they end up getting together in the end. But I thought it was a really, it, like, it's not, it's a, it's an otaku getting a girlfriend storyline, but that's not really, really tropey. And I really liked it. It's, it's interspersed throughout the entire series whenever it happens, but it's probably one of my favorite kind of, you know, breaks the mold storylines. Sadly, it's in a shojo that isn't a genre of shojo that I'm not usually a fan of. Art's solid though. Love the art. There's one shojo that's real popular. Um, I cannot remember for the life of me what it's called. It's it's got this one girl they call the Palm Tiger, and the guy has like a villain face or the resting bitch face. Toradora. She's the Palm Top Tiger. Her actual name is Taiga, and his name is Ryuji. 
re is it Ryuji? I think it's Ryuji. And of course Ryu means dragon. So the the title is Tora Tiger and Dora Dragon. Tora Dora Hora Maya Oh, okay, no, not not. Max, if you, if you can't, you can't hear me shaking my head, but I'm just shaking my head in disappointment <laughs> at this gentleman. Okay, so that one was. Uh, I think we got halfway through that one, and that was uh, fun to watch. But it, it was kind of like an abusive start, or like a weird, a weird enslave you kind of friend kind of start. I don't really get the the thing there. It yeah, Sundari anime is a weird creature. Um, because there was that period where uh was it uh Kugamiya is the actress's name she did the voice of Taiga um Louise from Zero no Skyma and she did uh another secondary character Oshana from Shakugan no Shana and uh yeah there there's definitely some some weird dynamics in those those series especially with the secondary is like portrayed at that time frame like they were truly abusive they would hit the guys and like do terrible things to them and i think that sundarius now are a little bit less violent and uh you know because that was that was my thing is like during that era the violence level for sundarius was a little jarring because i get the idea that they're kind of like hot and cold like they they don't really like they say they don't really like the person but they do but having them beat up on them like seriously it was a little it was a little rough even back then when i was younger and i could like suspend my disbelief to that point it was a uh, it was a tough one to, to swallow if it wasn't for the fact that most of those the titles that i gave you uh, actually have really great other parts of the storyline like it it was it would, would have turned me off toradora almost did um but some of the the friendship dynamics and some of the conversations they have in it are actually pretty solid uh, I think there's a little bit of filler in there that I'm not a fan of. I like I kind of felt the length of Toradora was a little long for what they were trying to accomplish. Um, but overall, I really enjoyed that series. Um, I really liked Ryuji. I liked uh, he had the, he had the face of a gangster. Like everybody, everybody thought he like he was scary, but he was literally like the most like toothless character in the show. Yeah, like yeah. absolutely. It he was nice and one of the other things I just didn't like about the show was hands. Um, the <laughs> artists involved had some really odd portions for hands, like Mickey mouse levels of portions. really. Yeah. If you watch it and you pay attention to, or at least the one girl it stands on is a really sporty redhead girl. Mm-hmm. Um, her hands are just fucking huge for <laughs> no reason. And it is just, it jarring is a good way to put that. It's just, yeah. whoa, what is it's your hands? <laughs> uh, so that that's funny that you mentioned that because I think that just happens in anime sometimes is like, you know, you don't expect to be paying attention to that fact, but sometimes you just catch some odd animation choices. Because like, I, I think that, you know, overall, you're just supposed to be paying attention to the whole thing and maybe you wouldn't notice it, but like earlier in Shaman King, there is a scene in Shaman King. Like, I'm, I'm curious if you'll spot it in one of the episodes where it seems like Yo's head is way too big for his body based on the perspective that he's been drawn. And I like, I just started laughing. Like I almost spit out my big red uh, shows you how Texan I am. Um, Cause it just looks so comical. Hang like, on. It, hang on. Is are, are big reds a Texan thing? 
Apparently, I, I've heard that before. I, I'll have one in sparing occasions, mm-hmm. but like Absolutely. that's that's not something Texans keep in the fridge. Like I, I mean, I've kind of heard it described as, as a Southern thing, and I don't like I, that's the thing. I bought a twenty ounce of Big Red. I didn't like buy a bunch of it. I just bought a twenty ounce. I was like, I haven't had one in a long while. I I want one. I think and it's just you funding that that scheme. Whatever. I, I've never seen someone buy a thing of Big Red. I'm that's, gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna research this. Like I know this has nothing to do with anime, but now it's it's uh it's gonna be an anime arc. I couldn't just the the Big Red arc. <laughs> I just couldn't leave that alone. I, I I've never heard that stereotype for a Texan. Oh yeah, they got their their ten gallon hats filled with big red. I mean, the Dr Pepper is considered like a Texan thing too. Yeah, yeah, that's sure. So that one's solid, but not the big red. No, no, no one just drinks big red like that. That's a uh, that's fiction, not fact. Well, I can't have red flash. God damn it! I see. I see what you're going <laughs> for. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it. All right. Uh, it. So, so your wife is, is clearly a huge shojo fan, um, and she has directly influenced you. Do, is there any other shojos that kind of like jump out at you? Um, no, not not that she hadn't introduced me to. The biggest one is Made Sama, or biggest ones Made Sama and Fruits Basket. Um, we're gonna go back to Kami Sama Kiss at some point. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about that. I think I got halfway through it. And I just fell off for some reason. I think Fruits Basket picked back up. The oh, yeah. new season aired. And so we we dropped everything for Fruits Basket. <laughs> um, but yeah, she she finds these uh, animes in different places, uh, really good romances or something like top or whatever romance animes. And normally we wrote that. And so far, I haven't been disappointed. Um, oh, yeah. But I uh, my shoujo like love actually comes from Sailor Moon. Um, I remember my first big one that I like the, the episode that really kind of caught me back in the day that, and it made me really happy was there is an episode of sailor moon where sailor Jupiter, the, the kind of tall sporty type, um, falls in love, uh, with this guy who's really good at UFO catchers. And I was like, I don't know why it just it hit me like he's he's really good at you know you know claw machines and she's impressed with this and she's like falling in love with him and she's like not normally the kind of like girly girl in the group yeah and it just I like you know I started realizing I liked the romance aspect of, of the show like Tuxedo Mask and Sailor Moon being part of it it was like was cool but I liked whenever it started expanding on some of the other characters uh, there is uh, you know. I liked that episode because it just it was hugely nerdy, and then the, the bad guys try to steal his his life force, and it turns out you know because he's got this power to to like be really good at, at claw machines. It's silly, but it's it was fun and it was cute, and I liked it, and it kind of made me excited to see like how it went. And it was a, you know it was an episodic thing, so it was over by the end of the episode. But yeah. then there was also another character that in the in the dub his name was Melvin. And uh, he was the nerdy friend that would follow around Usagi. And he's got like the swirly glasses from back in the day. I think I remember. I think I remember him. Yeah. And so he ends up he ends up kind of uh, falling for her best friend. Uh, I think they called her Misa, if I recall correctly. And she had she had a great storyline in that series, too, where she fell in love with one of the bad guy characters. And uh, they had a really cool story arc in that. And then after that, she started becoming closer to Melvin uh, just through different 
story beats that happen. Like I like I encourage everybody to go back and watch the original 90s Sailor Moon because it's a solid watch. There's definitely some like monster of the week kind of episodes and things like that. Yeah. But when it hit good story beats, like with overarching multi multi episode kind of plot lines, it was a really good shoujo with a, a mix of magical girl. And uh, I fuck with that shit. It's it was amazing. <laughs> it's I so think, good. Um, my wife or she did watch it. Not long ago, and I tried watching a couple episodes with her, and I couldn't do it. Um, not because of the goofy monster of the weeks or anything like that, but I can't deal with transformation sequences anymore. Oh, really? I, yeah, I. It offends me, like how many there are, or just how <laughs> how long they take. I'm like, man, oh, really? Yeah. Y'all really milked this one. Y'all Look, I'm twice? not gonna lie. The original Sailor Moon series was remarkably bad about really milking that transformation scene. I think at one point. They had it so there was a, tr- a full transformation scene for all five of the Sailor Senshi. And I think even my young ass at the time was like, this is nuts. That's way <laughs> too long. That was, that was seven minutes straight of transformation. Now they're going to fight this enemy and beat it in one in like one hit. Because like, Power Rangers will do that. But they'll split the screen up in five segments. So you can see everyone transform. Everyone gets their time. But, you know, it, it just it eats up that airtime as well. But you don't have to wait for five individual segments of one girl doing the same thing she did in the other episodes. And the uh, the thing is, they eventually sped that up and like kind of cut off a bunch of frames and like shortened the transformation sequence because they started having their, you know, having more lengthy stories to tell. So that was something to, to really look forward to. American uh, Dragon Jake Long did the same really, thing. Really? When he, would, when he would say dragon up and he would turn into the dragon they really shortened it down to where it wouldn't be the sequence of the fires around him. It would just be now he's a dragon. Let's go. So what? Okay. So I, this was outside of my years. Like, uh, what did you say? It was American dragon, Jake long. Mm-hmm. So it, it was, he was a boy though, right? Yeah. So he's essentially well, he a magical a boy. boy show. Well, mm, yeah. Transformation sequences. Yeah. I guess you could say that mystical powers that allow him to take on enemies. Yeah, that he wouldn't normally be able to do. Yeah, Did, was there a cute mascot character? It it wasn't cute, but there was this bulldog. <laughs> uh, but he the dog was the best character. His name was Foo Dog, and I looked up to his voice actor, and he's been in everything, and it's it's so funny. Wait, the dog talked? Yeah, he talked. Yeah, that's a magical boy show. Oh, Absolutely, a hundred percent hit all the requirements to be considered either magical girl slash boy show. Nice. Nice. I got solid, solid, 100% confirmed. Uh, but, it, and I know you kind of brought that up to be a little funny, but it's solid. Like, wow, that's absolutely it's a amazing. Magical boy show. That's pretty cool. That's, yeah. that's, it's neat to have a, a genre to put to it. Oh, man. Uh, oh, you know, my favorite magical boy show, American Dragon <laughs> Jake Long. Odd conversation to have at the middle school there, Trey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, wildly inappropriate joke over. Uh, so in magical girl form, uh, like so, I kind of went from shoujo to like magical girl here. But have you ever heard of a series called uh, Magical Girl Lyrical Nanaha? I think we've talked about Nanaha. That sounds yeah, just, familiar. I, I think I may have talked about it before, but I'm just gonna talk about it again because I freaking love it. I'm so sad we lost that license. We only had it for a little while. Um, I think they only released the first two seasons, but it's essentially, I, as I described, it was a magical girl show where the magical girls get Dragon Ball Z level powers. 
Like they shoot gigantic laser blasts at each other and have giant laser swords and stuff. It's not like this, you know, like kind of like overly pretty stuff. And it, it actually gets pretty dark at a few occasions. It's a uh, so it's hilarious that you know I, we don't have this anymore because it, it really fits into the genre that a lot of people like, and it's a shame we haven't had it licensed. I mean, there was multiple shows in the series. There was the original show. There was Lyrical Nanaha A's. Uh, I think there was uh, uh, Lyrical Nanaha Vivid, and I think there was one more. Uh, oh, there were uh, yeah. I think A's was Aces. Never mind. But uh, yeah, it was, it was a great show. I I loved it to death. I actually watched it on fan subs. I had the video game on the PSP. That's how much I love that show. Um, and then it's also the source of my very first figure. This is where it started, folks. This the is absolute story. This is where the figure love started because I I used to shop at an anime store online called Anime Castle, mm-hmm. and they had this. There's a company that makes figures called Alter. And they are they make good quality figures and they're usually kind of big. Um, like my uh my purple heart figure, the really big uh Neptunia figure I have mm-hmm. is also made by Alter. Well, they had a Fate Testarossa figure where she had the big huge yellow laser sword and it like she had a, a base and it was it, her cape was all the way out. It was this huge figure. The the box was probably about a foot and a half wide, and the figure wasn't much smaller than that. And I dropped every bit of money I had at the time under that figure because I wanted it. I was like, this is it. This is the thing I'm I'm finally biting the bullet. I'm going to buy a figure and this is it. And then from that point on, I was hooked and I've spent far more money on figures than I care to ever admit. <laughs> I'm starting to get into stickers. Stickers are pretty cool. I don't have room for figures. So I got stickers instead. I got one no. from this nice uh, Houston based company called Senpai Lifestyle. Give a little shout out to them. They have pretty good quality stickers. They ship pretty fast, like within a week after ordering. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and they're pretty good. I've got some stickers from them and another one called Express. Ooh, I don't want to mess up their name. I'll look them up and shout them out next time. But Was that Express are... Skins or something like that? I think Express Skins. Yeah, we'll look it up and, and give them a shout out next time. I uh, like it's, it's hilarious. I love the Facebook algorithm for advertising because... You know, I get a certain amount of uh, anime watching in or anime browsing in, and all of a sudden, like a lot of the suggestions are anime shit. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes it'll be a random. Like I was like, ah, I wonder, I wonder what kind of printer I need to do this, and then I'll look it up, and all of a sudden, Facebook is suggesting that I buy printers from somewhere. It's 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 kind of disturbing in a way, but it's also really funny because uh, I've found some pretty decent companies that way. So you know, it's not unheard of for me to find good products. So that's the man watching you. Oh man, I uh, I hate to admit this. I I was gonna make recommendations uh, this episode, but I think I don't have any because we already recommended all of them. <laughs> In the yeah. process of talking about shojo, uh, yeah, because I I mean I hit Nanaha, I hit uh, freaking was it Surajire Children, um, Hot Gimmick. Like I was, I remember I, I actively was gonna recommend Hot Gimmick, and we just ended up talking about Shoujo and Magical Girl stuff. And I, and don't get me wrong, there's still tons of Magical Girl stuff to talk about. Like I can go back all the way to like Minky Momo, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that sounds bad. No, it sounds bad, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm, there is there is a Magical Girl show called Creamy Mommy. Yikes. Yeah, and that sounds yeah, I, inappropriate, but that's actually just like that's the name of the show. It's like an old, old uh, 
magical little girl show um but i uh do you remember like this is the last little fun fact before i'm gonna kind of you know shut up for a second <laughs> um do you so I, we were talking about megumi hayashibara um oh, being in shaman king yeah are you talking about the part where goku and piccolo's arm god damn it are you talking <laughs> god damn it <laughs> Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you remember when Pokemon did a a, a tribute to her? No, what they do? They they did an episode where they were in a theater and uh, they brought on like the actors for the for the theater, and one of them kind of had this like oh like Jesse colored hair, mm-hmm. and I, if I recall correctly, it's actually like Jesse disguised, but it shows her in all the different characters that Megumi Hayashibari. Uh, Hayashi Bara, gosh, that woof. Um, I, I hope I haven't been saying that wrong the whole episode. Oops. Um, it shows all the little. Uh, it shows like kind of a, a Jesse colored version of a lot of her famous roles in anime. I think it shows. Uh, was it uh, Lime from Saber Marinette J? The female Ranma from Ranma One Half. Uh, Nuku Nuku from cat girl nuku nuku dash or whatever it is yeah. they show her in the form of paprika lena inverse uh i think it's uh ihara from detective conan and it was this whole thing it was it was really really cool kind of thing they did i think it's like back in 2018 or something like that but i remember catching it because somebody somebody told me that it, it like it happened and i i made a point to go find the episode and I still like po- watching some Pokemon every once in a while. I mean, I know it's a kid's show, but it's it's fun. It has some there, there's some creative uh, like jokes on there. Uh, like I don't know if you remember like the uh, they have an episode where they uh, they basically parody uh, Mobile Fighter Gundam G or G Gundam in Pokemon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there there's an episode with I think it's a it's a it's a girl and Brock, and they do the whole like. Shine, uh, like a uh, combined shining finger attack from the end of uh, G Gundam. No, I'll have to find the clip and show it to you. I didn't know anything about this. That's great. Oh man, yeah, like no, like the Team Rocket has kind of like a mech in the in the design of like Master Asia's like you know final like evil mech. Yeah. And uh, they and Brock and this girl that he's with is, are in like an opposing like mech, and they do the whole like combined move. What on earth? They're, they're yeah, out of, they're out of control. Pokemon's been running like twenty something years. Of course, they gotta they you know have some want. fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's some iconic voice actresses and actors in in that series. Um, I mean, uh, was it Shokotan? Is I believe she's the voice of Pikachu. So, and she's she's huge as well over there. Or she was. Uh, I don't know if she still is. I'm you know I'm kind of out of touch on a lot of things. No, I found this image of uh, Jesse and that voice actress, and it's pretty cool. It's a nice little banner of Mm -hmm. uh, of all the different, I guess, forms of that lady and Jesse art, and it's pretty cool seeing the Faye Valentine one. That's uh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, cool. Um, I don't really recognize a lot of these other ones. I see the Ronma one half. I just because I recognize that style, Um, but man, that that's pretty neat. Yeah, that's uh, cool when they can do something like that. Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of Slayers, and so I love Lena Inverse. And then Lime, uh, Lime is a character from Saber Man and Jay, a series that is funny and cool and really awesome, but sadly it is out of print. 
it was released by Bandai Entertainment back in the day, but it, no one has relicensed it since. Uh, speaking of random licenses, Gunbuster has been licensed by Discotech, and I can't be happier because I I haven't been able to find a way to buy Gunbuster like at a reasonable price for better part of a decade at this point. So mm. the original Gunbuster from Gynex, like that, is some top level old school classics. Well, I think for a final bit of news and probably our our penultimate final <laughs> bit, uh, Digimon has a new series coming out. Um, Digimon Ghost Game. Uh, they released some visuals for who the Digimon are going to be and the main protagonist, who the main protagonist doesn't have goggles. So that's pretty alarming to a lot of people. Oh, it's oh no. A little offensive, honestly. If I yeah, can take I mean... someone to court about it or they could see me outside, I'll, I'll fight. Um, Wait, is this a different? Is this different from Digimon Survive? Yes. Well, yeah, Digimon Survive's been pushed back. Oh, yeah, that too. So Digimon Survive's been pushed back, but there's also another Digimon series coming up. So I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on. But they're, I, they're... you know, I really just need to like bite the bullet and go watch Digimon because all like all of you guys are really into Digimon. Like, I mean, we we even played the uh, the trading card game. Yeah. Uh, at our gathering and like. I remember being into at least some of the first season, but sadly uh, at that time I usually had like, uh, I think it was like football practice or band practice or something on Saturdays. And so I always missed out on it. Uh, And I was, I was too busy to be bothered to record it. I wouldn't bother with watching all the series except Digimon Tamers. That's my personal favorite. Really? Um, Yeah. Oh God. I, I cried at the end of it. It was, it was good. I didn't expect tears at a digimon show <laughs> really like, wow I, I was like oh my god all right this is stupid stupid digimon but, <laughs> did you uh, uh did you go back and watch all the try stuff like where they're older um i've got the first two movies on my google play account i gotta go watch them i just haven't <laughs> done it yet uh because it's six movies christ i could barely watch all my anime um so there's a guy on youtube who whose name is billiam He's covered all the Digimon series to kind of get you up to date so that you don't have mm-hmm. to watch and divulge hours upon hours of your time. It's only like an hour to kind of catch up or play catch up. And it's a, it's a nice little package. He kind of wraps everything up in. Um, but Billy, I'm like William with a B. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty cool. I can send you a link. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I love stuff to, to kind of like, uh, you know, be kind to my time. But yeah, this has uh, inadvertently become a uh, shoujo magical girl random uh, yeah. podcast episode. But hey, that's fun. I, I like these kind of rabbit hole kind of journeys we go on. Yes, sir. Man, I uh, oh god, I don't even know where how we got to where we were. It, it I'm gonna have to when I'm going through listening and editing. <laughs> it's gonna be I'm, I'm gonna try to make a roadmap of how we get to each each rabbit hole, maybe a oh, tree. Jesus. Of all the diverging that we do, I think that it's gonna, it's gonna be yeah. It's just like it splits off from the top and gets more branches as you go down. It's gonna look like a messed up family tree. That's what it's <laughs> gonna look like. Well, Stephen, do you have any other closing comments, questions, concerns? Oh no, not at all. I I feel like we've we've covered a lot today, and I've had a lot of fun with it. And uh, it's hot as heck in here, so I definitely need to you know turn down the AC a little bit. And yes, sir, easy. Please do. Don't sweat. So. Um, with that guys, thank you guys for tuning in. 
Um, if you would like, you can hit us up on Twitter at the Sinco Podcast. That's S-E-N-K-O-U Podcast on Twitter. Um, there's also an email. If you want to send us anything through that, it's Podcast at gmail.com. Um, we're also on all your streaming services. I mean, including the one you're listening to this on now. Um, but YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, on all that. Um, so we'll see you next time. Have a good time, Stephen. Later.